My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I've been teaching yoga since 2011 and I've created this podcast so you can practice anytime, anywhere, hour-long classes, hatha, vinyasa, yin, and gentle yoga. To sustain this podcast, click the link in the show notes to become a supporter for as low as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. This helps me put out new shows every week so you can continue your practice. And if you want to keep in touch with me, visit quietmind.yoga where you can join the email list and hear about all the new classes and upcoming events. Thanks for listening. So let's start with the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. And take a breath in together and a breath out through the mouth. Release the hands down to the knees. And let's start with our blocks towards the back of the mat. So you have one block at the highest height, one block at the middle height. And then we'll lay back onto that. So you'll have the lower block under the shoulders, the other blocks under the head. And if you get there and it doesn't feel quite right, doesn't feel so good in your body, you could come up and lower the blocks so you have them at the lowest height and the middle height. And if, if that's not quite it either, you could also use your bolster over the blocks, creating a sort of ramp there. Either way, we're getting this effect of opening the chest and shoulders. So you want your tail up to the bolster, so further back. Otherwise, it'll start to compress your neck. Now we'll begin to take slightly slower breaths than normal. And when you inhale, breathe into the upper back. So you feel an expansion there. The lungs are mostly in the back of the body. We kind of think of them as the front, but breathing into the upper back and creating an expansion into the lungs, into the blocks. And you exhale, a softening there.
And as you continue to breathe, maybe the breath becomes a little bit longer. Now that we've stayed for a while, if you feel there's a little more opening, you want a little bit more, you could start to move your arms up towards the wall behind you. If that's too much, you can just skip that part and keep the arms where they were. You could even go all the way, the arms behind the head, and hold opposite elbows if you want, or hold the forearms if you want. Be real gentle here, because this can be a really big stretch for the chest and shoulders. Sometimes even some movements up and down might feel nice. And we'll start to bring the arms back down beside the body. And slowly come off of your props and just down to a flat back on the ground. Just without the props laying down on the mat. Oh, right. Right, never mind. Not you. Sorry. So we're going to, here we're going to grab the tennis ball. I put one by each of you, and we'll use that under the back and put it on the ground to roll on that. And you can come over to the wall to do that, yeah. So somewhere in that space between the spine and the shoulder blade, and we'll stay on just your left side to start, just so we're on the same side, and we'll have about a minute and a half on each side. So you might just press on a spot, and that feels good, or you could roll back and forth. Having the knees bent on the floor can help you kind of roll into this, if that, if that feels good. There's really no right or wrong way. I don't know where your knots are. You're just going to kind of feel it out and find those places where you feel some tension and hold there. Sometimes that feels good, or move there to start to release that tension. Could be up and down or side to side or just holding still.
Do you know exactly where the tension is? On this side, okay. And then if you haven't already, you can switch sides. So you can just sit down. I'll just do it this way because the wall isn't always the best. <laughs> Is that it? Okay. Let's so just breathe into that spot. Yeah, and breathe into wherever the tennis ball is, creating an expansion into the ball, and then a softening as your body relaxes onto it. already noticeably softer. That's good. And now let's have a little bit longer if you want to go back to another spot on the other side or if you want to stay on this side a little longer. So we don't, we usually don't hold our stress symmetrically in the body. Usually one side's tighter than the other. So working with that and maybe staying on a spot a little longer. different to me. Just a little bit there still. And then we'll start to come off of the tennis ball here and we'll come over to hands and knees. Yeah. So have your blanket under the knees. So you've got some padding there. And then just start to move any way that feels good. Forward, back, side to side, hips, shoulders, neck, feeling out the spine, and the hips and shoulders and neck. Listening to your body. You always know what you need if you just take the time to listen to your body. Come back to hands and knees 
And extend the right leg back, pressing into the right heel. So we're going to focus a lot on the back line of the body. It goes from the heel to the back of the head. So that includes the calf, the hamstrings, the glutes, the back. Starting here with the emphasis on the calf and the right heel to the right calf. And we'll lower down and switch sides, pressing left foot back. So you're pressing really into the ball of the foot so the heel can press back and you feel the stretch on the ankle and the calf. So often if there's tension in the back, it's not always just starting in the back. It could be starting in the, the whole back line of the body, in the heel, something maybe in the way we're standing or the shoes we wear, and it goes all the way up through the body. So that's one place it could start, and this is often very helpful to go up the whole body like this. We'll come back to hands and knees. And here we'll tuck the toes and press the hips back to down dog, pedaling the feet. So this aggravates your wrist, you can go to the wall. I'm taking a little pressure off. Okay, yeah. But yeah, you can always go to the wall if you want yes. for this. And bend one knee at a time, easing into the hamstrings. And then settling into down dog, pressing into all the knuckles equally. And pressing down through the inner heels. So bring your hands back a little bit. Stay pressing into the hands, lifting the hips. And then here, look between the hands and walk forward to a forward fold at the front of your mat. So you could have your blocks here under the hands if you want, or just hands on the legs or the floor. And find a length in the spine for a moment here, and with a bend in the knees, start to fold over the legs lengthening from the pelvis to the back of the head. So do that motion a couple of times so you'll inhale to find length in the spine more parallel to the floor and then exhale bending the knees to fold over the legs. Again inhale to lengthen and exhale to fold letting the back round. One more time inhale to lengthen and then exhale to fold Letting the back round, head heavy, sinking down. Stretching again from the heels to the calves to the hamstrings. Now focusing more on the lower back to the back of the neck.
And then again, we'll lift halfway up, extending the spine. And then with a bend in the knees, roll up to stand, rising up. Here we'll bring the arms overhead and catch the left wrist for a side bend, creating space through the left ribs, left side of the body. And then back to center, to the other side. to center and bend the elbows to lift the heart shoulders down the back bring the hands down the back like you're going to put your hands down pockets and elbows towards each other heart lifts lengthening the spine here so again we're uh, contracting shortening the muscle fibers in the back like we did with the first pose on the props. And that sort of action of contracting and stretching tends to work really well, especially with the upper back muscles. So here we do want to feel a contraction in the back and opening in the front, but it's just really to help open the back in a moment. Back to standing, bending the knees as you fold at the waist, hands on the blocks, finding length in the spine as you inhale, and then folding in as you exhale. Knees can bend as much as you like. We'll do that two more times. Inhale to lengthen the spine. Exhale to fold, rounding the back. Again, inhale to lengthen. And then exhale to fold, rounding the back. Holding here for a moment, let the head hang down towards gravity. A lot of times we don't want to round the back too much in yoga practice because we're doing that most of the day. But for what we're doing today and the way we're balancing things out, it's okay. So it's okay to let your back round here and open that space between the spine and the shoulder blades. And then again, hands on the blocks, lengthening the spine. Bend in the knees and slowly rise back up to stand. Catching the left wrist, long side bend, arms overhead, catch the left wrist. All right, maybe you have a little more space this time. Maybe you can go, you don't have to push it, but just a little bit further in the pose, a little more space in the ribs and the side of the body. And then back to center, to the other side, catch the other wrist. Back to center, bend at the elbows, lifting the heart, hands down the back, like you're moving hands down pockets, lifting the heart, elbows towards each other, contracting the back again. And again, you don't have to push it, but the second time through, maybe a little bit more extension of the spine, 
a little bit more of a back bend, but not pushing it. And then back to standing, bending the knees as you fold at the waist. Hands on the blocks or on the legs. Inhale to lengthen the spine. Exhale to fold in, let the back round. Two more times, inhale to find length. Exhale to round in. One more time, inhale, lengthen. And exhale, fold, rounding in. Let yourself just be heavy here. Let the head be heavy. Let go of any effort in the neck. Gravity doing the work for you. And then we'll bend in the knees, come up to stand. So we'll do a little bit to strengthen. So again, it's just like we did with the back, strengthening and stretching the back of the body can work really well, especially with the hamstrings and the legs. So we'll come over to a wall and we'll start with a sort of down dog, sort of at the wall, You're kind of a 90 degree angle. Arms are alongside the ears. And feel your spine here, almost like a little cat-cow letting the chest lower down and then round. Just feeling your ability to move the spine here. So a little more of an L shape. So you bring your feet in a little more, arms down the wall a little bit. It's kind of tricky to find sometimes, but your tail back a little bit more. Yeah, chest sinks down a little more. Keep going. Yeah, good. So here we'll add a calf stretch, just like we did kneeling. So step your right foot a little bit back, your left foot a little bit forward until you feel that stretch in the right calf. If you don't feel it, let me know. I can help you out. And then we'll step the leg in, switch sides, left foot back. Bending into the front knee so you feel the stretch in the left calf. And back up. And then back to the down dog, so arms extending, almost a 90 degree angle with the body in that direction at least. And then to strengthen the backs of the legs now, shift a little weight to the left leg and lift the right leg. This might just be an inch or so off the ground, maybe all the way to parallel with the ground. So and the, and the right hip can open a little bit here if that feels natural for you. A sort of warrior three pose at the wall. A 
Keeping the leg straight strengthens the glute, which is great. And then if you want to strengthen the hamstring a little more, you'll bend the knee slightly. Just enough so you feel that engagement of the hamstrings on the right leg. Maybe 15 degrees at most, bending in the right knee so you feel the hamstrings. And then lower back down. Back to down dog and lifting the left leg back. Sort of warrior three pose or moving in that direction. Hopefully I've distracted you from the fact that your arms have been working like crazy. (laughs) So we're, we're actually trying to fatigue the arms. So that's something that works really well. I had a lot of shoulder issues a couple years ago. I kept trying to stretch everything, but that wasn't helping. It's, I learned that works, works, works really well for the shoulders is to, to fatigue them, to basically exert until they're done holding the tension they're holding. If you want a little bit of the hamstring emphasis here, have a slight bend in the left knee. Heel towards the tail a little bit so you feel the hamstrings contract. down and come up closer to the wall left arm goes out to the left maybe right in line with the shoulder might be a little bit lower though and then turn your feet away from the wall to your right until you feel the stretch in the chest and shoulder in the front of the left shoulder right, you might need to adjust the arm a little bit so you find it And then here we'll bend the left elbow, so it's about 90 degrees. Left arm is about 90 degrees on the wall, palm still on the wall. And this is a more subtle movement, but you'll move the shoulder blade, left shoulder blade towards the spine, almost like you're doing a, that sort of back bend we did, like a camel pose, lifting the heart. And then in the opposite direction, relaxing the shoulder blade away from the spine. All right, so just moving the shoulder blade towards the spine and away a couple times here, forward and back. It's like a very subtle cat-cow kind of motion in the spine. It's really just the shoulder blade moving forward and back. There's four muscles on the shoulder blade itself, or, or right around it, that are very important to the movement of the shoulder. And just a lot of areas that could be holding tension, so moving those muscles, bringing some relief there. And we'll release, let the arm down. Right arm towards the wall, turn to the other side. So again, arm could be pointed more down or straight out from the shoulder. And 
Just turn your body away from the wall to emphasize the stretch there in the right pec and shoulder. Right, so this is the area that, that we've got to watch, especially as we get older and we sit a lot. These muscles get tighter and shorter and they pull us into a sort of hunchback shape over time. But we can totally prevent that with regular stretching. I've seen people reverse it, uh, just some stretching and strengthening stuff like we're doing today. And keep everything the same, but just bend your right arm to 90 degrees, palm on the wall. And then those subtle spinal movements, moving the shoulder blade towards the spine and away from the spine. Think of a sort of cat-cow motion. If you feel anything on the right shoulder, that's good. It's probably good enough and we don't need to worry about form too much with this, but just feeling some engagement there and then some relief. And then face the wall again. Now, closer to the wall, arms up alongside the ears. And we'll keep that sort of general shape as we start to walk the feet back. So it's like a down dog, but the arms are in closer to the ears. And moving the chest more towards the, ground, more towards the uh, wall. If this is too much, you can always do less. And then you could lower the chest less towards the wall. Or you could intensify by moving the chest closer to the wall. Again, this is a pretty big stretch on the chest and shoulders, so be gentle with it. You don't need to push this very much. And start to come back in towards the wall. And come back to the mat. Grab your strap, come down to sitting. So here we'll have the your right leg out in front, foot to the thigh. Hands frame the leg, frame your right leg. And you could stay just like that or start to hinge at the waist to fold in. You could use the strap here. We're going to use it for something else in a minute, but if you want to use the strap here as well, you could use that on the foot to bring you further into this. But that's optional. Emphasizing pressing the heel forward. So we're getting that length from the heel all the way to the sit bone on the right leg. 
If rounding the back doesn't feel good for you today, you could use the strap to stay upright and, and do less of the rounding, just a little bit of a lean forward. Start to come back up and switch sides. Right foot in, left leg extends. Right, if you use the strap, you can use it here. Otherwise, just framing the leg with your hands, hinging it forward at the waist any amount. Pressing the heel forward to lengthen all the way from the heel to the, the sit bone. Start to come back up, move the strap, sit cross-legged for a moment here, hands on the knees, and we'll tilt the pelvis back to round the back, and then tilt the pelvis forward to extend the spine all the way to a slight lift in the chin. And move gently and slowly here, there's no rush with this, but just feeling a wave of motion through the whole spine. If there's any uh, pain in the back, do less so we don't need to push through or force anything. And then back up to sitting. Right, so you have a, a sort of a sense of your range of how much for, for forward and back the spine can go. Find somewhere in the middle and bring the soles of the feet together in front of you. If that feels too tight, you can always scoot your feet forward. You could always have blocks under your knees as well. Right, every day is different, so if you want to use blocks today, feel free, listen to your body, do what it needs here. So find extension of the spine, a little bit of a tilt forward in the pelvis, and then a hinging forward with that length in the spine intact as far as you can, and then it's okay if the back rounds, but if you prefer, you can keep the spine more extended. While you're here, you could press on the feet. Maybe there's some sensitive spots there. Um, just pressing with the thumbs on the feet. Maybe even massaging from the heel to the ball of the foot. Come back up to sitting. And sit cross-legged, right ankle in front, right 
uh, shin in front. Or bring your left knee down and right knee on top of it, moving in that direction. Right, so you want to make sure your, your right sit bone stays close to the ground, not too far off the ground to get there, though. Then we'll take the strap into the right hand. So making Gomukhasana arms, we'll have the right arm up and then right elbow bends towards the back. Left hand starts to walk up the strap, which might just be grabbing the strap and staying there. And be really mindful of your shoulders. So we have some internal rotation happening of the shoulders, which is generally something we want to be really cautious with. So you don't need to push this one, but having a little internal rotation and stretch here can feel really nice on the shoulder sometimes. The tendency is for the head to kind of round in here, but keep the spine long. Remember what it felt like to do the spinal movements, more of that sort of tilting forward and lifting in the spine. And as always, if it becomes too much, you can do less. Or if something opens up, you could do a little bit more. Slowly release the strap. Extend the legs out for a moment to switch sides. Either left shin in front or right knee down, left knee on top, Gomukhasana legs. And then we'll have left arm overhead, bending the elbow. Walking the right hand up the strap. Again, be really gentle. If you feel anything in the front of the shoulders, do less. We don't need to push that. Internal rotation is generally something to be cautious about with the shoulders. So just enough that you feel there's some sensation there, but no pain or pinching. slowly release the strap let the legs extend out in front of you and then here with legs extended bend the knees to bring the belly towards the thighs so we'll, we'll do this motion to uh, extend the back line of the body and we can progress to any level that feels good for you today. So essentially what we'll do is extend on the inhales, step the feet forward, and then exhale, bring the belly towards the thighs. And then that'll be it. So you inhale to extend, step the feet forward, exhale, bring the belly to the thighs. And you can continue to progress all the way down as far as you want. 
But make sure to listen to your body and do what feels right for you today. And once you get into a position that feels good, you can stay there and hold and breathe. Letting the whole back of the body from heels to tail all the way up to the back of the head soften and lengthen. Start to slowly come back up at the spine. And legs stay extended. Bring your hands back Behind you, you point the fingers towards the body or slightly out, whatever feels more natural for you. Or even, could be all the way back, but just be gentle with that as well. So wherever the arms feel most natural, we're going to lift the heart, shoulder blades together on the back. And if you want to add a little bit more to this, you can lift the hips as well, pointing the feet towards the ground. If you're doing that, engaging the glutes, engaging the thighs, emphasizing the opening of the chest and shoulders, strengthening of the back. And we'll slowly lower hips back down. And then here, a version of Navasana, so feet on the floor, knees bent, hands on the thighs to lift the heart. Right, so again, that sort of engaging of the back, that opening of the chest and shoulders. Because we don't want to do too much rounding in our practice. We want to balance it out. So the opening of the chest and shoulders, that sort of lifting of the heart. You could say just like this, hands holding the legs. Or you could lift the feet off the floor. Maybe even legs to 90 degrees. Maybe even arms out to the sides. So some version of Navasana, emphasizing the lift and length of the spine. And then we'll lower the legs back down, legs straight. So again, the hands back behind you, lifting the heart, the sort of reverse plank. And maybe lifting the hips as well, engaging the glutes, strengthening the back of the body. Back down with the hips, bending the knees, the Navasana variation again, lifting the heart. You could stay just like that, or lift the feet, maybe extend the arms, hold and breathe, gaze at the big toe and the right foot just to have a focal point, if that's helpful. Lower everything back down, straight legs again. So we'll do that sequence one more time, leaning back to the hands, lifting the heart, maybe lifting the tail as well. Contracting the glutes. Engaged arms, engaged legs. And then back down. 
Last time, Navasana, bend knees. Stay there or lift the legs, maybe lift the arms. Strong hip flexors, strong back. And then we'll lower the legs down. And we'll come back to a child's pose, knees apart, hips to heels, forehead towards the ground. Stretching the back again. Let your breath go into the upper back, just like we did in the first pose, breathing into the upper back, feeling an expansion and broadening of the ribs. It's very important when we breathe into the back that it's the upper back, that it's long, deep breaths. Short breaths in the chest can create uh, an anxious response in the nervous system, but these deeper breaths can be really calming and soothing. back up to sitting. Right, so one more thing for the shoulders here in the upper back. Just sitting cross-legged. If you want a little more, you could do Gomukhasana legs with right knee on top, but that's totally optional here. So we'll have the arms come overhead and bend the elbow shoulders down the back. Right arm under the left either just catching the shoulders or wrapping the arms to Garudasana arms. And then breathe into the upper back just like we've been doing, like a small cat pose, broadening the space between the spine and the, and the shoulder blades. From here, let the arms lean slightly to the left and the head to the right. As you lean the right ear towards the right shoulder, turn the nose down towards the ground, and then turn the nose up towards the ceiling, stretching the traps, just moving the nose towards the ground and the ceiling a couple of times, up and down. Relax the jaw. Even yawning here, making a big open jaw, yawning motion could feel really nice. And we'll release the arms. Shrug the shoulders up towards the ears. Hold and maintain that contraction. Again, overstretching the shoulders will make them more aggravated. So some contracting and releasing can help with that. Shoulders relax. 
arms overhead. And then left arm on top. Either grab the shoulders or wrap the arms, Garudasana arms. Oops, that's, that's the wrong arm, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Right arm's on top. You can always tell me. See, I get very relaxed sometimes when I'm doing this too, and I forget. <laughs> so right arm's on top, or either grabbing the shoulders or Garudasana arms. And then lean the arms to the right and the head to the left. So ear towards the shoulder, and then nose towards the ground, nose towards the ceiling. Open jaw, maybe yawning here. the arms down, coming to a comfortable seated posture. So we'll do a brief breathing practice here, palms down on the knees, feel the pelvis tilt slightly forward and back, finding where the middle is, finding a neutral alignment in the spine. And we'll just begin to notice the breath. And we'll breathe in three parts into the belly, the ribs, and then the upper lungs and chest area. And it's just going to be a smooth, continuous breath, but you're emphasizing first the belly, then the ribs and the chest, using more of the lung tissue, more of the lung capacity. So let's take a deep breath in through the nose together. And then exhale through the mouth. And begin this breath on your next inhale, belly, ribs, and chest. And then when you exhale in the reverse, chest, ribs, and belly. All through the nose, just a, it's a pretty natural breath, but just a little bit longer and a little bit more emphasis on these three parts of the body. This is called Durga Pranayam. And it can have a pretty calming effect on the nervous system. Notice if there's any unnecessary tension in the face or the hands or the body. It's a subtle practice, we're just feeling these three parts of the breath, these slightly deeper breaths. (laughs) 
And without force, maybe a little more expansion into places you don't normally breathe, like the ribs or the back. And could you imagine the next breath is all in the back of the body? And the next breath is all in the sides of the body. And the next breath all in the front of the body. start to transition down to the ground for final resting pose, Shavasana. So you can use your props. You can have your bolster under the knees. You can have your bolster on your blocks, sometimes really nice. Take your time to set up the pose so you can stay for a while and feel rested.
and start to make movements of your fingers and toes, hands and feet, wrists and ankles. Make any movements you like to transition, eventually maybe coming to one side and back up to sitting. Close the practice with the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.